Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Now here's your host, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Karina Rachel. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and I'm joined today by Chase McKenzie. He's a Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, and today he's going to be telling us not just about cryotherapy, mm-hmm. but red light therapy, cool sculpting, cool skin. Not quite. It's called cryoskin. Cryo skin. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we spoke in the previous podcast about cryotherapy and all of the different ways that it can impact um, improving athletic performance, reducing chronic pain, um, and even just helping us improve our sleep, reducing our stress levels, overall wellness benefits. Um, And so you had mentioned red light therapy Mm -hmm. as this uh, new technology y'all are taking on, and that kind of branched out into the discussion. You know, discussion of all of these different tools that y'all are using in mm-hmm. US cryotherapy. And I was just hoping you could kind of teach us a little bit um, about all of these different modalities. I'll shed some light. Shed on, some red light. Yeah, I'll shed were. some light on some of them. <laughs> I had to. I had to plug it. Uh, I have a couple puns in my library for cold as well. Um, but yeah, it's it, totally. So it kind of, you know, the last time we were on, I talked about the history of cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to dive into the history of light therapy as well. Um, Light therapy is very, very cool. And it kind of comes down to uh, who discovered what light actually is. We had no idea what light was really until Sir Isaac Newton. Like people learn in their, their, in their history books and their science books that Sir Isaac Newton is the father of gravity and set the tone for Newtonian physics, which is absolutely true. Nothing to take away from one of the, the geniuses of the human race. However, he also studied the light spectrum. He was the first to actually figure out that light, as we get it, and going through a prism can be, uh, you know, put out into different wavelengths that carry different uh, colors of light. And that's where we get Roy G. Biv, right? And each of those light wavelengths is different sizes, right? And they travel at different speeds because red, uh, red wavelength is shorter. Uh, excuse me, longer and travels slower. Uh, whereas on the end of that, violet is a uh, shorter um, and travels faster, right? Shorter wavelength travels faster. Uh, and then you also have things like near infrared and infrared and UV and things like that. I mean, light, I mean, even just radio is a type of light. Okay. So light just, it comes back to Sir Isaac Newton. I have so much, so much, uh, admiration and respect for him. And so when we talk about light and just how red light is used currently in the day for, you know, these alternative forms of health and wellness and, and pain and inflammation management, we have to take it back to light wavelengths, and we'll kind of touch on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, light evolved from the prism and Roy G. Biv into what's called light spectroscopy, uh, and that is when you actually take a microscope and apply it to uh, an actual spectrum, and what you'll see are spectral lines. Now, are you familiar with spectral lines? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is so cool. I love history <laughs> lessons. So spectral lines are essentially gaps, okay, in the color spectrum, and they, they, they come up as like black lines, 
right? And what's wild is things emit and reflect certain light, okay? Certain elements, for example. Certain elements have different spectral lines, okay? So now all of a sudden, we are not only knowing about light as it pertains to wavelengths and different colors and different corresponding wavelengths, but now all of a sudden elements reflect and absorb different levels of light. What what things are absorbed, that's the spectral line is what's absorbed, and then what it pushes back out is, you know, what you can define, and you can actually see in the sky right now, you can look up at each and every star, and each star has its own own spectral um, spectral lines, right? And each of those can tell us what that star is consisted of. So that's kind of like the history of light spectroscopy. Now, when we start using it in the modern day for medicine and things like that, we've used red light therapy for years. Red light therapy is clinically backed by thousands of clinical studies, uh, largely talking about skin improvement, uh, reduction of pain, reduction of inflammation. Now, we currently are using what's called Juve red light therapy. The company who manufactured it is Juve. That's J-O-O-V-V. Definitely recommend checking them out. These guys do red light therapy with LEDs. Uh, and we actually are using a red light therapy device that is not sauna. Because most people have heard of sauna, red light sauna, right? Infrared sauna. And infrared sauna is a completely different type of therapy. We don't actually have that. We have red light that emits specific wavelength frequencies for red and near infrared. So the red wavelength frequency is about 660 nanometers, and then the near infrared is about 600, excuse me, 860 nanometers. At those specific wavelength frequencies, they are absorbed by our cells and actually interact with our mitochondria and actually allow our mitochondria to increase their production of ATP. So in a nutshell, they supercharge our mitochondria and each and every one of our cells, improve cellular function in billions of cells of our bodies and ultimately kind of supercharge our body. And do you know how that was discovered? Uh, the they started with they started with targeted treatments. So, I mean, this is back, I believe, in the '90s. They started supporting the clinical for red light, and the wavelength was variable at times. Um, the way they started, I, I can't say why they started looking at mitochondria. Um, that could be due to better energy, better cellular function. You're going to look at the workhorse of the cell, right. which is the mitochondria, right? So that might be why they looked at it. The, the way it's backed by clinical is at those specific wavelengths of 660 nanometers, excuse me, uh, 650 and 860 nanometers, you have um, increase of CCO activation. Essentially, that's C-cytochrome oxidase activation inside the mitochondria, which ultimately reduces the oxidative stress of the electron transport chain. So that's a ton of words, right? And if you are not a bio major or exercise science major from college, right, that could be a mouthful for some of our listeners. In other words, when you have CCO interacting with mitochondria, it allows the mitochondria to go through more of the electron transport chain. Essentially, that's increasing ATP production better than anything else we have in our body, better than Krebs cycle, all of that stuff. The ETC is the best way to produce ATP in our cells. So if we're ultimately able to produce more with less stress and essentially fueling that little engine, fueling that workhorse to produce more energy and more uh, of a, you know, better capacity for cellular function, mm -hmm. you're going to feel better on a whole body scale. And there's so many, so many benefits to go with it. Definitely. Well, and I mean, just on that one thing that telling people that like, you're going to feel more energy 
is enough on its own, but to really understand that every single cell of your body is now functioning mm -hmm. at a higher level because it has more energy. Mm -hmm. It's able to, you know, heal you faster. It's able to recover faster. You're going to be, you know, you had mentioned at the beginning, like improving skin appearance and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, just that, you know, one visible aspect of mm -hmm. seeing that the cells are literally able to you know, do what they're supposed to do at a higher, um, you know, potency, a higher effect, quicker effect. Mm -hmm. um, that is just fascinating. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's in, I have almost this sense of like astonishment for red light therapy because, I mean, we have billions of cells in our body and I'm a, I'm a total science geek. You and I were chatting about it and I look up at the night sky and there's hundreds of stars that we can see, thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of stars. There's more cells in our body than we can see in the night sky right now, right? Mm -hmm. And we're able to affect that many pieces of, you know, basically the, the basic form of life. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and when you're engaging in red light, it's completely safe, virtually zero side effects. And when you're improving mitochondrial function, improving cellular function, you're reducing pain and inflammation, you're improving skin tone, clarity, texture with increased collagen and elastin production. Uh, you're seeing better hair growth in some individuals, better hormone regulation in the thyroid hormone. You're actually seeing increased testosterone in uh, men. You see uh, better hypertrophic gains for uh, eccentric loading principles. You're seeing accelerated accelerated tissue repair, accelerated wound repair. You're seeing um, things like it just enhanced athletic performance all from red light therapy. Wow. It's very, very cool. So can you speak a little bit, you know, um, so the cryotherapy is actually a chamber that you walk inside. Y'all's is capacity of four, so you can actually go in there with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, what does the red light therapy look like? Is that like a chamber or is it more localized? Great question, because it's hard to imagine <laughs> what it is. I mean, so um, I guess the best way to kind of paint a picture, if you will, is kind of, you know, like a white refrigerator, right? And it's kind of like head height. It's about six foot two, maybe, right? And that's about how tall the panels are. They're about six foot three. And they have a ton of LEDs and they alternate between red and near infrared. Now, when you look at that panel, okay, you're going to see the red light. Okay. You're going to see the red light, but what you're not going to see is the near infrared because the near infrared is not even on our visible light spectrum. We can't see it. It's still emitting what light wavelength, which just blows people's minds, by the way. Right. They look at it and it's like, there's no light coming out of it. it. Trust me, there's light coming out of it. And there's about two panels, okay? So you stand in front of one, you have one behind. And in order to appropriately dose the amount of red light, essentially the amount of energy you're pumping into your body, you need to be within 12 inches of each panel, okay? Now, when you're talking about dose of red light therapy, it comes down to what's called irradiance. Essentially, irradiance, as it pertains to red light, is milliwatts over centimeters squared. Okay, so how many watts of energy, milliwatts of energy, can we pump into an amount of, you know, centimeters squared, amount of surface area, okay? And these panels in particular have an irradiance level of 100 milliwatts over per centimeter squared, which is the leading irradiance in the entire industry. This thing is the most powerful um, irradiance measurement we have uh, among any of the devices. That's why I'm a huge pro proponent of the Juve systems. Um, and so you're within 12 inches. You have that irradiance level. And in a panel that's all the way up, it's about, you know, six foot three, about 36 inches wide. You have one in front and in back. We close the door. We pull the blind down and you get butt naked 
and you just let it, you absorb all that red and near infrared light, it gets a little warm but that's because the electrical panels are generating heat just from being on. The light itself is not what's causing the heat. So that's a huge difference between infrared sauna, for example, than the red light therapy. So we essentially have a, a, a changing room and you have a panel in the front, panel in the back. You know, you put your phone on, maybe listen to our podcast, right? <laughs> and then uh, you're just stripping down, soaking up the red light. And then how long do you stay in the red light? About 10 minutes. So that dose, that irradiance, right, it is time dependent. If I had, say, only one panel in the front, I would have to do 10 minutes on the front, and then I'd have to turn around and do 10 minutes on the back for a 20-minute treatment time. Um, you know, as far as time goes, I mean, time is of the essence for every individual is looking for recovery. They're looking for something that's quick, effective, and, you know, it's not going to eat up their entire day. Um, this is, you know, front and back panel, 10 minutes. It's all that you need. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then you do it in conjunction with the cryotherapy or instead of cryotherapy? I mean, how does that work? So it, it works both ways always and by itself as well. Um, so before I kind of tap into how to pair it up with cryo, I want to first try to explain like how you're really treating yourself with red light therapy. Um, you have to think of yourself like your phone battery. Okay. So let's say you're at 50%. Your cells running at 50%. Your body is depleted 50%. When you go into that red light room, you're supercharging your mitochondria, supercharging billions of cells, and ultimately supercharging your body back up to 100%. You're going back up to full charge, and you're feeling ready to go afterwards, mm -hmm. okay? And then you're getting all the other benefits as well. The tangible benefits of red light can vary from day to day, but it also tells us that you only need one treatment a day. You really only need to charge your phone once a day if you're using it conservatively, mm -hmm. right? So for those that are just completely depleted at the beginning of the day, maybe they start out at 10%, charge them up to 100, they should be good for the rest of the day. And then they might do it again in the evening, depending on if they again get depleted, mm -hmm. right? Um, most folks are doing red light at the end of the day because they are so depleted by the day, they're using red light to recharge their batteries. Okay, so that's like the first way to kind of think about how you're using red light. And it's completely safe to do every single day. As it pertains to cryotherapy, it synergizes unbelievably well with cryotherapy. It's actually one of the primary reasons why I actually wanted to bring it on as a service at U.S. Cryotherapy is because we commonly engage in contrast therapy to flush out inflammation, flush out um, any sort of toxins, whatever it may be. Right, We go from cryotherapy, and like we talked about in our last podcast, we go from cryotherapy, we actually go straight over to vibration plates to promote circulation, promote lymphatic drainage, to promote blood flow following cryotherapy. We constrict blood vessels with cryotherapy, we want to dilate them again with vibration technology. Well, now we have the pinnacle of blood vessel constriction in cryotherapy, and then now we have red light therapy, which is an unbelievably good blood vessel dilator and enhanced circulatory mechanism. You actually go straight from the cryotherapy therapy chamber, skip the vibration. You just go straight into the red light room, strip down butt naked, and you absorb that red light for 10 minutes and you will feel unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. That 
is insane. That's how they combine. Of course, you can do red light by itself. Mm -hmm. You can. And it's actually a great service to have for us for those that are precluded from using whole body cryotherapy, right? There's a whole list of contraindications for cryotherapy, including various heart conditions, kidney conditions, uh, COPD, um, you know, previous history of strokes and things like that, um, and various uh, cold allergy conditions uh, and, and those kind of things with red light because there's virtually zero side effects. Anybody who's still looking for uh, better joint uh, pain and muscle pain relief uh, or inflammation relief, they can use red light when they may be prohibited from using whole body cryo. And it produces very, very good effects. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, man, when you say joint pain, you just start realizing how like almost everyone on the planet, probably in one to one extent or another, has had joint pain mm-hmm. or some kind of, you know, mobility issues or whatever. So just, you know, understanding the, you know, number of people that can benefit from something like this um, and just getting our range of motion back. I mean, mm-hmm. There's so many people that, you know, I think that that one simple piece of, you know, joint pain, limited mobility prevents them from doing the things they want to do, prevents them from just feeling good throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really see how many different people would benefit from something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, when you talk about joint pain, you commonly see it as we age. There's there's no argument against that, right? As we age, the body's physically breaking down. You're seeing more joint pain. Now, here's what's going to blow your mind. Look at mitochondrial function as you age. It actually, as you age, your mitochondrial function becomes dysfunctional. It doesn't work as well or as optimal as it was when you were young. Your cells are physically breaking down. Their workhorses are getting tired. The batteries are running low as we start to age. So now we're able to introduce a better mitochondrial function enabler, right? With red light therapy, improve mitochondrial function and battle dysfunction. In in a way, I mean, I, I I'm tentative on saying this, but in a way, it kind of acts as an anti-aging mechanism. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not going to stop father time, right. but dang, you're it's if you're taking care of the physical as you start to age, you're going to feel a lot better. You're not going to feel like father time is is closing its grip on you. Right, right, and just that one piece of like improving your quality of life, reducing the pain that you're feeling every day when you wake up or try to walk around or lift things up, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, you know, just that one piece alone, you can really see how beneficial mm-hmm. that would be. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv, a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. So you mentioned the vibrational massage yeah vibration therapy can you maybe talk a little bit more about that oh we call it the good shaker upper um it's it's a good jiggle is what we say uh so you go from uh, part of our process procedure with cryotherapy and again for those that are listening definitely check out the last podcast we definitely dived in deep on whole body cryo we went from cryotherapy which is a constriction immediately to vibration plate technology which is dilation 
and on the vibration plate, it literally shakes you up um, and engages actually what's called your vestibular system. And the vestibular system is responsible for balance control in subconscious muscle contractions. When you're off balance, your body is trying to actually balance itself subconsciously so you don't fall over. That's subconscious muscle contractions. Now, we use those subconscious muscle contractions in order to promote blood flow again following cryo. It's also incredibly beneficial for lymphatic drainage as well. So the vibration plates are largely to loosen things up, get that blood flow going after cryo, rewarm the body because you're nice and frigid after cryo. And then we also offer two other um, massage vibration modalities, excuse me, the first of which is the Theragun vibration device. So Theragun in your, in your mind can a picture like a power tool. Okay. And it's, you know, you basically click the on button and it's just, it's just a percussive vibration back and forth mm-hmm. and you apply it onto the skin um, to, to break up muscle tension, adhesion, break up scar tissue, promote circulation in the area, promote lymphatic drainage on specific sites, break up knots, uh, very similar to how normal massage practices are. Mm-hmm. However, they use a very specific uh, frequency for their percussive device. You're actually introducing about 40 percussions per second really, really fast per second. And if what's wild, and this again, it's like, it's really hard to picture it. People who are listening, try to picture this. You have 40 percussions per second. You slow that down and each individual percussion is so quick. It actually impacts the skin, lifts it up just enough off of what it currently is. I mean, we're breaking up muscle tension adhesion, breaking up some of that um, stickiness between fascial fibers that are overlaying muscle fibers. We're breaking that up to promote circulation into the area. That's why those percussive vibration tools are so effective at breaking up those knots and those tensions. So that's why we introduced Theragun. It's so great on the traps, the rhomboids, uh, the subscap, um, lats, low back, spinal erectors. It's so fantastic. Sounds amazing. Mm. And then, so that's more of a localized. That's more of a localized. Now, of course, we offer the hydro massage as well. That is a pulsating frequency. It's not just um, massage, you know, like the, you know, the Joe Schmo mall water massage. And you look at it and they close you in that kind of tanning bed water massage. Very, very different. You actually lay on your back and it's a water bed. Okay. And it massages and pulsates the water jets up at your back at 100 beats per minute. And that frequency and that pulsation, again, kind of coming back to a little bit of percussiveness, a little bit of vibration, a little bit of pulsating effect, uh, that pulsation is clinically proven to enhance circulation in lymphatic drainage. So now we have two things that are promoting circulation following cryotherapy. We actually like to use Theragun prior to cryotherapy as well. Because if you're breaking up all that muscle tension adhesion, breaking up some of that scar tissue, you have all this kind of waste buildup in the area, maybe a little inflammation in the area, mm-hmm. go in and cryo, squeeze it out, flush it out, so that way you're eliminating that knot. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. And then, so we we talked about cryo in the last podcast, so we've touched on red light, we've touched on the vibrational mm-hmm. hydrotherapy, mm-hmm. Um, we touched on the, uh, I guess... What, I can't, what was the name? Normatec Compression Boots. Normatec. Yeah, yeah, okay. the compression boots. Uh, those are wild. Um, so Normatec Compression Boots are widely used in the athletic community. Um, but 
for, for those of us that uh, know someone that may have been in the hospital with a cardiac condition, they actually apply compression boots to people in the hospital to help promote circulation in the lower extremity following various uh, surgeries, right? That's actually where the compression technology originated from. Normatec applied it into an athletic regimen where basically you zip up these boots. They look like space pants, okay? Mm -hmm. You zip up these boots and they have pockets of inflation that sequentially inflate from the feet all the way up to the hip to promote um, circulation and apply this firm pressure squeeze, promoting circulation reducing lactic acid in the area, flushing out inflammation, edema, swelling, whatever it may be, and then promoting lymphatic drainage as well. Now, we actually like to recline people, get them up so that the feet are above the heart, okay. let elevation do its thing as well, let gravity do its thing, let right. gravity assist us and flush out any of that residual fluid buildup. And the Normatex are definitely the athletic combination we have. But that being said, it's not just for athletes, people who have swelling in the lower extremity, particularly around the ankles. At the end of their day, people are on their feet for 12 hours and very laborious jobs, or even just school teachers who are on their feet all the day, uh, you know, all throughout the day, they're benefiting from things like Normatec. Um, people who struggle with poor circulation in the lower extremity, and they just can't they don't have a good venous pump return and they have all this uh, excess swelling in the lower extremity, flush it out, squeeze it out literally. Mm -hmm. And it helps every single time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we've had a lot of yoga teachers, you know, that show the legs up the wall mm -hmm. waterfall pose. So, oh yeah. So the uh, science, so to speak behind, like you said, raising the feet up above the head, but then adding that compression aspect is just like, you know, taking well, it up to the next level. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you've heard of like the conventional rice method, right? Rest, ice, compression, elevation. Like that's what you're first taught as an athletic trainer in college if, if you're in the kinesiology department. Rice is great. It's it's evolved since then. Of course, ice, it's evolved into cryotherapy. Compression now evolved into Normatec and elevation. I mean, elevation is elevation. It's basically gravity doing its thing. Right. Why can't we combine two of them? Mm -hmm. Why can't we combine compression and elevation? Why can't we synergize the two? Right. Why can't we combine all three? Mm -hmm. Right? So that's kind of what we do. Wow. Mm -hmm. So have we touched on everything? So we touched on localized cryo last time, and that was the spot treatment of negative 22 mm -hmm. on specific muscle tissue, joint tissue, fascial tissue, and more effective, more efficient ice pack with a deeper, colder penetration. Right. That's really, really great for targeted relief mm -hmm. um, or those, again, that may be precluded from using whole body cryotherapy for various cardiac conditions. They can still do localized cryotherapy on specific spots that are affecting them. Mm -hmm. And then we also talked a little bit about the cryofacial. Yes. Really yeah, the cryo cryofacial, introducing collagen production naturally, decreasing the temperature of the skin down to about 50 degrees. Very, very potent collagen production, rejuvenating the face and flushing inflammation out. Mm -hmm. And actually, I, I, I completely spaced on the last podcast, but we actually have witnessed and observed uh, better inflam inflammation relief and um, sinus relief from allergy season here in Austin. That was surprising. That's not something we're taught to do with the cryofacial, nor is it backed by clinical. But again, it's kind of things we're discovering like every day. There's always something new to discover and observe with clientele as we treat millions of people in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so, you know, like as, as you're talking and explaining all of this, you really see how, you know, it's not just athletes 
that can that can benefit from these mm-hmm. different things. And um, you know, wherever people are at in their health and wellness journey, so to speak, you know, whether you're like right at the beginning, trying to come from a place of, you know, maybe years or decades of not being super fit and now you want to try and kind of hit a reset button so to speak for your body and, mm-hmm. you know get it ready and prepared for doing more exercise doing more whatever it is that you know this person wants to do um can really see it as a way that you're uh, like you said you know flushing the inflammation flushing whatever you know just kind of stagnant mm-hmm. um stuff gets you know stuck in our bodies especially when you start thinking about just how toxic everyone's you know our diets mm. our skincare products oh yeah and you we're start surrounded going through, by it yeah you start going through the list and you it's almost like man how is anyone healthy <laughs> with all of this it's wild um, so being able to see something that is going to help you you know purge all of those things you talked about the lymphatic benefits of the mm-hmm. vibrational massage and stuff like that mm-hmm. we know that that lymphatic system is really key in getting rid of those toxins. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of the people out there that are living with, you know, whether it's a chronic condition or maybe it's just general, you know, pain, fatigue, lack of energy, whatever, like we're just really bogged down by toxicity. And so you can see how, well, even if it's not the athletic performance part that you're going for, just this element of helping um, get the, cleansing of your blood through Mm -hmm. that constriction of the blood vessels Mm -hmm. but also pumping that lymphatic system to get rid of those built-up toxins that most of us have been accumulating Mm -hmm. for a really long time um you just really start to see all the different applications so many applications not to mention mitochondrial function Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's unbelievable how many applications we're starting to find and how many applications we continue to discover and that's what's so cool and that's what excites me every single day is finding out new and exciting things of how to evolve from one to the other Mm -hmm. um you know red light for example we just brought that on recently and we are exploring uh, the different clinical between you know red light prior to workouts or red light after workouts Mm -hmm. and what we're finding is that both can be beneficial but for different goals and outcomes Um, and that's I mean it's for example red light therapy prior to workouts and eccentric loading principles can increase muscle growth and hypertrophy by about 5% compared to control that's unbelievable then from a post-workout perspective you're getting that restoration of the mitochondria you're getting uh that increased energy you're flushing out some inflammation and actually promoting circulation in, inside the body and it's unbelievably rejuvenating right. after workouts um so there's so much so much application into what we do it excites me every single day to really just kind of discover the new and it also kind of is uh i guess humbling um there's so much more research out there and there's so much more research to be done on not only whole body cryotherapy but the synergy between the modalities is another one you know for example we talked about joe rogan experience last time he just chatted uh, on his podcast a little while ago about whole body cryotherapy and red light therapy in conjunction going from red light therapy excuse me whole body cryotherapy constriction going straight into red light therapy dilation going back into whole body cryotherapy constriction doubling down on your endorphin release and then going back into red light therapy now in my opinion i think doubling down on red light is a little excessive i think that kind of overcharges the battery you can plug in your phone at 100 percent; it's not going to go higher than 100 percent 
Um, but, you know, there are so many cool areas to discover um, the combination and frequency of all those modalities. That's like the ultimate contrast therapy. That is the <laughs> ultimate. That is the, the, the penultimate uh, contrast therapy that we have available to us on the market, I would say. Um, and being able to do one and the other is just, it's just incredibly beneficial. A lot of our members are now doing whole body cryotherapy followed immediately by red light and then finishing with a Normatech session if the legs are fatigued, finishing with hydromassage if they just want to relax and get a little bit more circulation, if they want to work the Theragun. We have all these options available to them specifically for their bodies. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe the only thing that we haven't touched on you had mentioned before was the cryo skin. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, cryo skin. Um, this is hot new topic, as as they say, That's right? A cool new topic. Yeah, hot, right? it's well, it's a cool new topic. It is it is a little hot though. It does engage in three phase thermal shock, and I'll touch on that in just a minute. Cryo skin is very very cool. Um, Cryoskin is a targeted uh, fat loss regimen, uh, excuse me, fat loss treatment that is non-invasive. It has minimal side effects and we are seeing results of a targeted uh, fat loss of about 38% in a targeted area. So that could be the abdominal region, 38%, love handles, 38%, wherever the spots are. And we're able to treat those spots over a progression of 10 weeks. And we engage in what's a process called cryolipolysis, which essentially is applying extreme cold, so about negative four degrees Celsius, um, to the skin to damage and the adipose, lipo, okay? So you're applying cold to fat tissue, mm-hmm. uh, damaging the fat tissue in order to for the fat tissue to undergo its self-destruct mechanism called apoptosis. And then lysis is essentially that destruction mm-hmm. of fat cells. So cold fat destruction is cryolipolysis. And basically over the treatment course, you are applying heat first uh, to warm up the tissue, get blood flow going, applying the cold, applying the um, pressure massage that accompanies the treatment protocol, finish up with heat. And in order to, again, promote circulation in the area, again, loosen everything up and then allow the body's natural macrophages, essentially it's trash men, to pick up the trash, dispose of it in the lymphatic system, and you excrete out your fat cells. Wow. Goodness gracious. (laughs) It blows the mind. Like it it really does. I didn't think there was, there was anything like it. And, you know, I, with my background being heavily involved with clinical and exercise science and biology, I mean, it's such a strong foundation for me. I always look for the clinical Mm -hmm. and cryolipolysis is backed by clinical. No question about it. Cryoskin is such a new treatment modality. It actually came from France. Okay. And it just came to the States. It's actually CE certified, which is the FDA equivalent in Europe. It's not FDA certified yet because it just got here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is incredibly effective. I worked on a a test subject uh, even not too long ago, actually, during my master training with um, people who have been master trained by the folks in France. And my test subject, we worked on on the abdominal region. We saw an inch and a half loss in one 30-minute session. It's wild. And, and it's, it, it's, all, it's an all-natural effect. I mean, your body's natural macrophages start attacking that fat tissue. The effects are completely permanent as long as you're maintaining diet and exercise. So we really have to talk about healthy regimens, um, appropriate uh, exercise regimens, dietary intake, and things like that in order to see the results. Very, very effective for those stubborn fat areas. Yeah, well, I mean, just to have, you know... Um 
a natural, a more natural, safer alternative to liposuction, which is maybe one of the most invasive, traumatic things that somebody can put their body through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just, I mean, that's just mind blowing. Um, and then the results are pretty consistent as mm-hmm. long as the person is still, like you said, kind of maintaining the diet and exercise and doesn't go back to eating Big Macs the next day or something. Exactly. Well, yeah, it comes down to if people are eating McDonald's every day and they try doing this, it's not going to solve their 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 fat issue. Um, this is excellent for stubborn fat areas, mm-hmm. the areas that just just won't go away, right? And then people feel uncomfortable with with that and, and maybe they don't feel comfortable enough to get back out to the gym. Maybe they want to take care of that area so they feel enabled and empowered to resume activity and get back out there, right? right. Wear the clothes that they want to wear in the gym so that they, they can resume healthy, active regimens. Mm-hmm. It's completely permanent as long as we're maintaining those healthy um, regimens for sure. So that's where our expertise as a staff has to come into play. Mm-hmm. We have have to make sure that our clients are, are following up with us, making sure they're on the correct um, dietary intake, they're on the correct um, you know, nutrition path, exercise path, and the effects of that 38% targeted fat loss takes place over 10 weeks. So we had 10 weeks to educate these individuals right. on how to really carry on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so is it the same as cool sculpting? Or? Not quite. No. So actually, when you look at things like liposuction, incredibly invasive. Cool sculpting was FDA approved not too long ago um, as an alternative to that, where they the procedure is you kind of suction up the fat and freeze it, and it kind of comes back down, and you suction up, and and that's kind of the the treatment protocol for cool sculpting. Now, cool sculpting uh, results are about twenty to twenty five percent targeted fat loss uh, over one treatment. Uh, and the results don't necessarily manifest for one to four weeks. Now, when compared to cryoskin, there's no suction to cryoskin. You're almost kind of kneading out the fat with a, uh, a cool wand that has very precise cool temperatures. Um, that it's very, very important uh, in order to damage the adipose appropriately in, in order for, the, for them to self-destruct. Um, it's more of a pressure massage rather than a suction. And because of that, there's significantly less side effects uh, when compared to cool sculpting. In addition to that, five treatments of cryoskin can lead up to about 38% fat loss, up to actually 45% in men in the abdominal region, whereas cool sculpting is generically around 20 to 25%. So ultimately more effective with significantly less side effects. Um, and it's, you know, it's that new up and coming treatment out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then, you know, what are the other, um, I feel like we've covered so much here. Mm-hmm. Maybe give some more like uh, specific examples of people that you've worked with, um, really in any of these different areas. Okay. Um, we've, we've talked about the red light, uh, the vibrational therapy, but I'd love to just kind of hear some, you know, uh, real life experiences of some of the people that you've seen. Sure. Um, I'll talk first about um, athletes. We see a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of athletes who are injured. Um, we treat a lot of athletes and accelerate the recovery time by applying. Typically we go whole body cryotherapy on the protocol, follow it up with localized cryotherapy on the spot that they're dealing with. And if they would like, they can opt into uh, a different uh, protocol like Normatec compression, which is fantastic to alleviate that inflammation in the area. 
and we see unbelievable accelerated times. Um, we treat post ACL um, more frequently than most surgeries. So um, post ACL operation, we saw um, one of our members back in February and uh, she was back uh, on BOSUs and inst- unstable objects in PT within two months. Unbelievable progress. We saw another client who is a uh, up and coming professional beach volleyball player in the area, and she had labral surgery on her off shoulder. So she's a right handed hitter, but the left shoulder had a torn labrum. She got labral repair back in January, no, November, excuse me, came to us in January and told me, I want to play in a pro tournament in April. And I told her, You're nuts. Because that's six months out after a shoulder labral repair. My brothers had shoulder labral repair, actually two of them on the same shoulder. It took him like eight, nine months to get back to just playing on the court. And that was his swinging arm at like 50, 60%. And it's taken him a full year and a half to two years to really get back to where he needed to go. I was like, you know, Lauren, you're crazy. (laughs) You're crazy, girl. Like, but we're going to try. She came in Mm -hmm. every single day to do whole body cryo and do localize on that shoulder. The girl played in that tournament in April. No problems. Unbelievably fast recovery. Unbelievably fast healing factor. That was a great success story on the athletic side. Mm -hmm. On the, let's see, on the chronic pain side, um, we have two members right now um, that kind of came to us about a month and a half, two months ago. Both don't really know what's going on with their body. It's kind of that question, well, we don't know what's going on. Doctors have kind of theorized what's going on. They really don't know. There's just excessive muscle soreness in one of our clients. He just doesn't understand what's happening to him. He's 27. There's no reason why it should be happening to him like that. Uh, You know, played rugby growing up. I mean, perfectly active all the way up until pretty much about 26. And then he started getting this. And he had tried everything. And for him... You know, cry, we, we did cryotherapy. We got him on a seven-week unlimited trial. Let's see how your body reacts. Mm-hmm. Let's see if unlimited is the right option for you. And it uh, it helped him. He was actually – he came in smiling every single subsequent day because for people that are experiencing chronic pain, if you're solving and managing that pain, their mood – and their happiness is going to increase every single day they come through the door. That's what makes my job worthwhile every single day. And since then, he's gotten on board. Now he's using red light therapy. He came to, I mean, he's he's been using it for a couple of days now, and he uh, he he's like, I don't feel pain today, and that's wild. Like, wow. and that's because now he's engaging in so many beneficial modalities for him. His body's reacting incredibly well to it. Mm-hmm. It's not accommodating or adjusting to the therapies that he's doing. They're actually working and benefiting him. And our goal with any of those chronic pain and inflammation clients is to ultimately alleviate the, them of pain altogether so they don't have to use our services. Like, that is the mission, mm-hmm. right? So if we're at the point where he's not feeling pain without cryotherapy – We've, we've done it. Like that is an unbelievable success story. So we're still working with him to get him to that point. Now, wellness side, I mean, we kind of talked last time about uh, newborn daddies. Um, and those guys, I mean, you know, I'm not a father yet, but I can't imagine it's quite difficult um, having, you know, a newborn wake you up in the middle of the night and completely throw off your circadian rhythm. I can't even imagine being a newborn mother and having to feed during those times. I mean, it's unbelievable how sleep affects um, folks with new babies. And we've seen incredible sleep improvement with uh, a client that's been with us since December. And he's been coming in four or five times a week. And granted, he's active. He works out 
recovery is part of the regimen with cryo, mm-hmm. but he comes for the sleep improvement. Like that is his big thing. Yeah. And it's, and it's it's unbelievable. I can see how refreshed he looks the next day. And you talked about how all the amazing benefits come from better sleep cycle, better REM cycle, more lucid dreams, deeper sleep, right? If we're able to achieve that with cryo, the effects coming off of that are just going to be so substantial and impactful. And that's really powerful as well. We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's patreon.com slash P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. I think there's definitely just that, you know, kind of synergistic effect when you really start getting the body to function at a higher level. Mm-hmm. You're going to start having mm-hmm. all of these little domino effects. Oh, yeah. That start to come in and maybe like the unanticipated benefits that you start to notice like oh i you know didn't realize that i was you know gonna recover faster that i was gonna you know when you get into that discussion of like mood and hormones and how the body responds to a stress response like how is our temper how is our reaction to stressful situations Mm -hmm. all of those things that become very real in our day-to-day life, in our day-to-day sitting in traffic and all of these other things mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you can see where you're going to have all of these other benefits starting to come into play and it just lifts up your entire quality of life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would call that human optimization. Yeah. That's what it is. We're, we're finding ways to completely optimize mm-hmm. how we function every day. Right. I mean, in, in a world where we are constantly active, we are constantly learning, we are constantly absorbing all types of information at all hours of the day mm-hmm. and are expected to do so almost nowadays, right. right? We almost need that assisted recovery and optimization of how our body reacts to those things, mm-hmm. how our body effectively deals and manages those things in order to do that. There are things like cryotherapy, red light therapy, all the other modalities that we offer, including compression. Mm-hmm. That's where we see immense, immense improvement. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, coming from your background in like strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. really looking at, you know, how the body responds when you put it under more stress. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, get the body to respond better or respond with, you know, more, um, you know, faster recovery, muscles getting stronger, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just imagine that that whole like recovery piece is not only maybe like the most important, but it's the most overlooked and skipped over. Oh, like it's, yeah, 100%. Don't take the time to recover. Don't do these different practices or whatever to like just support your body. You know, we're always going 100 miles a minute, only thinking about the next thing we need to do. Mm-hmm. So just having, you know, this entire, uh, you know, now you've got a big realm of different modalities y'all are offering. Mm-hmm. But I love that it's all just based around this one simple concept of helping your body recover yeah. so that it can do all of these other things better. It's such an important pillar of our daily lives. Whether you're active or whether you're inactive, recovery is still a thing. Um, the biggest example I can actually state of that is actually in the esports industry. 
which you see professional gaming. I mean, professional gaming is now a billion dollar industry and you have guys that are classified as professional gaming athletes. They sit at a desk for hours on end they need recovery just like everybody else. They're not active in the sense of a football player, but they have to have postural activity. They have to have hand-eye coordination and reflex activity, things that are constantly taxing their central nervous system on a screen that's emitting blue light, for example, right? Which in blue light is tons of evidence to say blue light actually disrupts sleep patterns and, and actually causes higher cortisol levels and things like that. So these Esports athletes are still people that need recovery just like any other football player. Right. They still need circulation. They still need inflammation management. Uh, a lot of e-gamers suffer from carpal tunnel, for example. Right. So there's all sorts of applications, whether you're an athlete or a non-athlete. Mm -hmm. And kind of touching on what you were saying about how recovery is so overlooked in the fitness industry, when you start learning about fitness programming, you hear this acronym. It's called FIT, F-I-T-T. Frequency, interval, time, and type. Okay, so frequency being how many times a week are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Interval being, okay, well, what is the particular interval we're working with? Are we working with a two-to-one interval, for example, for runners? Are we working a one-to-one interval, depending on the energy system that we're loading? What time of the workout? How long should it be? Should it be a 30-minute workout? Should it be an hour-and-a-half workout? And then most importantly, I would say out of all of that acronym is, is type. What type of workout are we doing, mm -hmm. right? Are we doing ones that coincide with the energy systems we're employing? So so for example, in sports like basketball and football and volleyball, very explosive activity. How much power can you generate in a little amount of time? The type of workout regimen should reflect that, similar to endurance runners, right? Endurance runners should um, engage in the type of activity of prolonged um, stress and endurance, so little power over long amounts of time, right? right? And so engaging in different types of treatments and protocols and things like that for exercise regimens but there's no R in that fit. They completely left it out. So frequency kind of does it. It's like, okay, maybe we'll go three, four times a week, mm -hmm. but what are you doing on those off days? There's nothing that we're taught really in the fitness industry, particularly for professional strength professionals. We, uh, we are not taught that much about recovery. We kind of pick it up as we go. We have to do continuing education. As soon as we graduate, you get your certification, whether that's a CPT, CSES, then you have to go find a foam rolling certification. Then you got to go work with a clinician and a chiropractor and a physical therapist if you really want to work in a rehabilitative setting mm -hmm. and learn from them because they are taught rehabilitation. They are taught various recovery modalities like the application of heat, like the application of ice and things like that. Then you're not even exposed to the pinnacle of those technologies being cryotherapy, being compression therapy, being red light therapy. So there's so much to be said about how much education there still needs to be done mm -hmm. because people are content with what they currently have, but they don't know that there's something better, right? right? And that kind of comes down to an education aspect. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think for, definitely for all the athletes out there, but all of us for that matter, you know, wanting to, you know, take it up to the next level be healthier, be more fit than you ever really imagined yourself being. I mean, that's a goal that I think all of us have. Mm -hmm. um, and then certainly to the extent that, you know, people who are, you know, coming up against some obstacle, whether it's that injury or all these different kind of pieces we've covered, um, something that can help you get over that obstacle 
and reach the goals that you do want to reach. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. Absolutely. Well, even just with that, engaging in cryotherapy, going into negative 170 degrees, that's a mental hurdle. That's mm -hmm. gonna take some confidence. That's gonna take some courage. Like that is a mental barrier overcoming the cold in and of itself. And that's such a kind of a and like very powerful metaphor in a lot of ways right. of overcoming adversity, right? Overcoming stress and cold stress in this particular case. How can we apply that outside in, into our daily lives? Right. And that whole mind over matter concept. Mind yeah. over matter, 100%. Um, which, yeah, like you said, is, is very clearly applicable for athletes. But then if you really, uh, you know, if you're really thinking about the everyday lives that most of us are living, we come back that all the time. We're mm -hmm. always having to overcome the stress, overcome the obstacles, mm -hmm. overcome the fact we didn't get enough sleep the night before. Yeah. And these are the, these are the common things that we're all combating. Mm -hmm. um, you had mentioned blue light. Oh yeah. Um, is it, you know, can you maybe talk about the, um, I don't know if there's a relationship between like exposure to blue light versus exposure to red light. Okay. You know, does having that uh, red light therapy actually maybe help um, undo some of those negative effects that are associated with blue light exposure? In a way, yes. So blue light, there's a, a ton of research to show that exposure to blue light, which we're exposed to right now what's going on so in these got we, like we have we got so much blue light right, right and then but it's also on our phones it's on our laptop like it's it sounds silly but you you, you imagine like you know the teenager watching tv at the end of the night and it kind of has this blue aura coming off of yeah. it right the lights that we are experiencing right now it's emitting blue light okay and blue light has been shown to increase cortisol levels and disrupt sleep patterns and also kind of cause like mental fogginess in, in individuals, right? Um, there's not a lot of, at least not to my knowledge, evidence that it affects mitochondrial function. Um, but when we're exposed to red light, we're combating some of the things that blue light is disrupting, right? So we're actually to we're able to combat the uh, improved sleep pattern. Uh, we see better sleep improvement, better mental clarity, and things like that with red light. In a way, it completely offsets it. Now, here's what's kind of mind-blowing. is you step into that red light room, right? You're in that um, changing room, panel in the front, panel in the back, butt naked, watching the red light, and then the, the near-infrared where you can't see. Mm -hmm. In about two minutes, that red light turns gold. Okay, your eyes adapt to the wavelength and you start seeing it for what it actually is. Okay, the sun itself emits a ton of red light, like a ton of red light. Doesn't look red though, because our eyes see it all the time as it is, which is kind of this like goldish hue, right? This red light panels, it's incredibly bright at the beginning, but this red light turns to gold. Now, here's the crazy part, and this is where we can kind of see blue light and the interaction between the two. Red light, you finally see red light for what it is, which is kind of this goldish hue. You look right up at the ceiling where we have another light bulb that's just typical, you know, a fluorescent. You look up, completely blue. You look at your phone, it's a blue screen. You go outside after the red light, everything around you is blue as in the indoor facility that we have mm -hmm. because every light that is out there is blue light, right? And so we are constantly exposed to blue light and combating it with a better light treatment to, for example, restore the eyes and just restoring the rods and cones in our eyes with red light therapy. Remember, red light's affecting the eye cells um, as well as just skin cells and muscle cells and things like that. We're helping restore mitochondrial function in those, right? So we're able to, you know, do things like 
better mental clarity, better uh, um, less fogginess, excuse me, um, uh, better stress levels and things like that. So we are able to a degree combat the excessive exposure to blue light when we use red light. Wow, that is fascinating. And, you know, just that concept that our uh, you know, our eyes adjust to what we're around all the time. And that if you're actually in front of the red light for a certain period of time, you'll actually, your eyes will actually get so used to it that you can start seeing things for maybe what they really are. Mm-hmm. Which is like you said, you walk out and then everything is blue. You look yeah. up at the light and you're able to actually, me like, increase your per your perception of those different wavelengths. Where right now we just go through our lives, it looks white to us because mm-hmm. maybe because we're around it all the time, mm-hmm. and our eyes are actually adapting to being around blue light constantly. I think so. Um, I I'm not a professional in the field by any means. I'm you know a recovery specialist utilizing the service for recovery mechanisms, but I can tell you firsthand it it's made a, a big change in my life using red light at least every day right now since I've gotten it, and I've been using it for several days. Um, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, using it and incorporating it and recharging my battery, combating blue light just sucks the life away from you. Sometimes yeah. you just you're so much eye strain looking at a laptop, at a TV, at your phone, and, and not to mention all the issues we have with our phones and causing tech snack and things like that. Um, you know, we're able to alleviate a lot of our habitual problems mm-hmm. with exposing ourselves to red light. Do you know very much about, um, I feel like I always see things online, you know, like red light or light therapy types of things that you can buy for your home. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, when you see light therapy, is that the same as red light therapy or is there... It's definitely light, right? But it kind of comes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Be very specific with your wavelength. Mm. You can have red light, but that red light is not a specific wavelength. It could be a varying wavelength. Um, and varying wavelengths can also be beneficial depending on the outcome that you're trying to do. Amber light, for example, has great skin benefits, but at specific wavelength frequencies of red and near infrared with the Juve system at 660 and 850 nanometers, that's where we're getting CCO activation, which improves mitochondrial function and ATP production. Other things that you may see online that are red light um, or infrared light, Make sure to look up the specific wavelength frequency. Mm -hmm. You want to be very precise as it comes to your body and what you're exposing yourself to. Um, You know, a a lot of those devices uh, don't necessarily have LEDs. It requires manual install. You could buy like infrared lights at Home Depot and stuff like that. Like you got to be super careful. Um, And at the end of the day, leave it up to the professionals in a lot of ways. as it pertains to uh, infrared and, and things like that, you know, I, I, would, I would definitely do a little bit more research on where the product's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, I mean, when we talk about red light therapy, we talk about dosage of red light therapy. We talked about irradiance, mm-hmm. right? How much power per centimeter square are we pump, pumping into that uh, tissue and into all of the cells in the area? We want to make sure the irradiance is precise, for the outcome that we're trying to achieve. Um, and that's why, you know, you're looking at those things. So if you are looking for at-home red light, definitely check out Juve. That's J-O-O-V-V.com. Those guys are the best in the business, 100%. We have the big bad panels, that you know, uh-huh. the, the big boys. Um, but they do have at-home devices uh, for affordable costs. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is just fascinating. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, can I ask, what is your personal regimen? So working Ooh, in the U.S. cryotherapy, I love it. are you, like, hitting up the, you know, the cryotherapy chamber and the red light and the vibrational massage? Like, what is your uh, so a week in the life of the you? The nature of a business owner is that you wish you had time to do more things. <laughs> um, you know, it, it being there, my go-to regimen right now has been whole body cryotherapy and normatec compression. Love it. Great for the legs, especially as a jumper and a volleyball player. It's been fantastic. Now incorporating red light into it, I've, I want to take a take a moment from compression. I want to really discover how my body reacts to whole body and red light in conjunction. I go straight from the whole body chamber into the red light. And I like to do that at the end of my day because I'm depleted. My battery is completely drained. I want to recharge it back up. Mm-hmm. And I feel freaking great going back into the rest of my evening, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's my current regimen. In a perfect world, I would go whole body cryotherapy to red light therapy, probably finish up with some localized cryotherapy on the shoulder. I would do vibration technology. I would actually probably plank on a vibration plate, engage a little vibration more in the upper extremity and the core rather than the lower extremity. Um, and then I would finish with Normatec and that would be my regimen. That regimen would take approximately 35, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. which I would love to have on a daily basis as a business owner. Sometimes sometimes the days just slip away. Right. Um, and that would be the perfect scenario. As far as like my regimen outside of it, um, you know, I'm trying to stick to a, uh, a exercise protocol I wrote for, my, wrote, uh, excuse me, wrote for myself about uh, three to four times a week. And right now I'm in an endurance phase. So developing enough muscular endurance to support heavier lifts down the road, um, develop a, a huge neurological innervation aspect. We know that after eight weeks of strength conditioning training, really the first eight weeks of that strength conditioning protocol is neurological adaptations, not necessarily hypertrophic gains and strength gains. Strength gains are coming from the nervous system adapting to the stimulus rather than the muscle actually adapting. Um, so having an eight-week endurance program right now because I've been off the bandwagon, get back on, so eight weeks endurance, followed by about four weeks of instability, and then I start getting into a little bit more hypertrophic regimen, so a lot 10 rep max to 12 rep max, uh, you know, protocols with various lifts and everything like that and prepping into, you know, kind of a one rep max and then you repeat and that's programming for you. So I do all of that and then recovery and trying to optimize my body, right? That's human optimization. I'm trying to unlock my human potential, my physical potential, and ultimately it will unlock so many mental and emotional um, windows as well for me as well. So I'm greatly looking forward to to really embracing red light therapy. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's fascinating. And I just want to thank you so much for coming in today and sharing all of this with us. Um, I definitely, like I said in the last podcast. I'm very interested to check it out for myself. So maybe we'll have a an edition of the podcast in the <laughs> Yeah, we, we can bring a GoPro in there and do some GoPro footage or something like that. It'd be a good time. I'm sure that I'll be very well spoken while I'm in a negative 170 degrees. You know, you can focus on your breath. You don't have to breathe. You don't have to breathe in there. You can. You don't have to talk in there. You don't have to chat. You just want to dance. What's what would be your cryo song if you had to go oh in right gosh. now? What would be the cryo song? Something energizing. It's a tough question. Sometimes you got to go through the decades. You know, a lot of people go through the decades depending on their mood. Probably Michael Jackson something. MJ, yeah. That's like energetic. You have to move your body. You have to like feel really. Oh yeah. Well, it's it's Michael Jackson's. uh, Michael Jackson along with Van Halen are probably the top two 80s 
um, music tracks that we play. 90s, we almost exclusively play uh, 90s rap. Like, that's just huge back then. And then we play Blink-182 in the 2000s. That's it was pretty common. Um, and then back in the... If you want to date it back to the 70s, we're going a lot of Fleetwood Mac, uh, some Beatles stuff, and the older folks who are listening, listening to... to the Beatles to, while you're in the cryo Totally. It's relaxing. You want to think about, like, relaxing music, right? Mm-hmm. And then, ironically, we'll play Beach Boys uh, in there as well. So, you know, we, everybody has their flavor, though. If MJ's your flavor... I 100% endorse it. Definitely. Well, I will definitely have to try that out. Chase, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Great to have you back again soon. Of course. Thank you so much, Karina. I want to thank all of you for listening. I hope that you will check out uscryotherapy.com if you want to find out about any of these awesome modalities we discussed in this podcast. We also have a previous podcast all about cryotherapy if you want to check that out as well. Remember, you can find the video version of this podcast on wellnessplus.tv, along with hundreds of other health and wellness videos. I want to thank you so much for being here, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. The Wellness Plus Podcast, copyright 2018, Target Public Media, LLC, all rights reserved.